This is a slight left turn from where we typically would talk about things on this podcast because we're all about financial. We're all about residual income. We're all about building business and a freedom lifestyle. But I also know that all of my family business listeners will embrace this because it is so important to be living a fulfilling life that is filled with joy and happiness. And I think at the end of the day, that might be the end goal, all things considered. Are you ready to turbocharge your financial IQ? Hey friends, my name is Murray Miller and I want to welcome you and your family to the Family Business Podcast, where every episode is designed to keep you focused and on track to live a life free of financial stress, worry, and fear. Would you like to know the exact powerful money strategies that not only our immediate family has implemented, but also our extended family of thousands and thousands of people around the world? Well, then let's get on with it and let's begin building a financial wall around your family. Hey, welcome back. I am so excited to be back, as I always am, but today is even extra special because I am super passionate about today's topic. We are going to be recapping something from two years ago that I read. It's a book called The Four Agreements, and uh, on our morning team call this morning, one of our leaders was talking about this, and it rekindled so many of the memories that came to me that um, was just so many great life lessons. I had to come back and revisit it. And with that being said, Welcome back to the Family Business Podcast. This is where we explore powerful insights and practical strategies to help you achieve your goals and live a more fulfilling life. I'm your host, I'm Murray Miller, and uh, in today's episode, let's dive into this transformative wisdom of the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. I was given this book as a gift two years ago from my daughter Chelsea, and Chelsea has gone through a ton of personal growth herself, um, not only with amazing books like this one, but also with coursework and workshops and retreats and trainings. And she has been applying everything that she has learned, which is more important than learning it, in my opinion. And what she's learned to do is not just apply it to herself and her business, but she's teaching it to her team as she builds her company around the globe. And so thank you once again, Chelsea, from two years ago when you first gave me this book and told me it was a must read. I agree with you. And Carol reminded me this morning how important this book is in our life to live a fulfilling and joyful life. I mean, this book has touched literally millions and millions of people offering practical principles for personal freedom and happiness. So let's dive in. Let's get started. This is, um, you know, just a little or I should say a slight left turn from where we typically would talk about things on this podcast because we're all about financial. We're all about residual income. We're all about building business and a freedom lifestyle. But I also know that all of my family business listeners will embrace this because it is so important to be living a fulfilling life that is filled with joy and happiness. And I think at the end of the day, that might be the end goal, all things considered. So the four agreements provides a roadmap for creating joy, love, and freedom in our lives. And these agreements are simple, yet they're profound. 
And I believe that when they're applied, they can truly transform the way you think, the way that you communicate, the way that you relate to other people. Um, so, you know, let's explore the four agreements and take the uh, key takeaways, if you will, and how we can implement that in our own life for in our own lives for our own success. So now agreement number one was be impeccable with your word. What does that mean? The way that I interpret the first agreement is the emphasis that it puts on the importance of speaking with integrity and using words to uplift and inspire rather to hurt or deceive. So to implement this agreement in your life, I think you start by becoming aware of the words that you choose and speak with honesty and authenticity, both in your interactions with others and in your self-talk. Because what we say to ourselves sometimes is much more cruel than what we say to other people. Because maybe we hold back a little bit of that restraint with other people. Uh, maybe not as much with someone that's very close to you. With friends and family, they tend to get us more raw and real. But with people outside of your you know, influence, your circle of influence, I think that we hold back. But in our self-talk, we don't. We're constantly talking negative to ourselves. We're constantly invading our own thoughts with negative emotions. And I think you have to remember that your words have the power to shape your reality and the reality of those around you. So for me, uh, takeaway number one is practice conscious communication. Choose your words wisely and ensure that they align with your values and your intentions. I mean, you have to use your words to build trust, to inspire others, and create a positive impact. And I think that, uh, you know, being true to your word, when you tell yourself you're going to do something, do it. If you say, you know, I'm going to, uh, for my isogenics uh, associates out there, if you're going to cleanse today, don't get halfway through the day and say, you know what, I'm not cleansing today. Be true to yourself. Be true to your word. If you're going to go to the gym and you're going to say, hey, tomorrow I'm going to the gym, and, and you set a specific time, don't make excuses. Go to the gym. Do what you said you're going to do. Hold yourself accountable to yourself. Because when you start believing in yourself and believing in your own confidence and believing in what you tell yourself, everything changes. The whole world changes. You think other people are changing, but it's not other people. It is you. So that's number one. Be true to yourself and true to your word. Agreement number two is don't take anything personally. I did a whole podcast on this. Uh, you know, we talked about the monk mind versus the monkey mind when we did that recap of the book. And I will tell you, you this is much harder than it seems not to take things personally. Because this reminds us um, of what others say or do is a reflection of their own reality, not necessarily a reflection of our own worth or our own identity. So when we stop taking things personally, we free ourselves from unnecessary suffering and emotional turmoil. I mean, to implement this agreement, you have to cultivate self-awareness. You have to remind yourself that people's actions and words are often a result of their own experiences, their own beliefs, their own emotions, and they're pushing that on you. So for me, the big takeaway from the second agreement is to detach 
from the opinions and the actions of others. And instead of internalizing that criticism or that negative feedback, focus on your own growth and your own inner strength. A lot easier said than done, but you know what? One step at a time, guys. By not taking things personally, you'll experience greater peace of mind and no question, more emotional well-being. So let's move on. Let's talk about agreement number three. Number three is don't make assumptions. Almost impossible. Everyone does it. I do it myself. And I find myself, for example, if I was calling on someone in business and they didn't return my call or they didn't return my email or they didn't return my text, I would start this self-talk and I would start telling myself, well, what if uh, these people don't think that what I'm doing is worthwhile or maybe I should stop calling them or perhaps they're busy and I should, I should just back off. And I play all these mind games with myself because I'm making assumptions for them. And in the third agreement, um, it invites us to communicate clearly and ask questions instead of making assumptions. I mean, assumptions obviously can lead to misunderstandings. They can lead to conflicts. It can lead to a lot of unnecessary drama that honestly you don't need in your life. So to implement this agreement, you have to practice active listening and seek clarification when needed. Um, I think instead of assuming you know someone's intentions or thoughts, approach them and do it with curiosity and do it with an open mind. I think, you know, you're just seeking to understand is very, very powerful. So my takeaway for agreement number three is to try to cultivate the habit of seeking clarity through effective communication and, you know, avoiding those assumptions. It's going to, you know, you're going to just foster better relationships and you're going to prevent misunderstandings and create a foundation that's more of trust and respect. So, uh, you know, that's a, that's a big takeaway from me as far as the third agreement, not making assumptions. Um, the fourth agreement, always do your best. I love this one because the fourth agreement encourages us to give our best effort in every moment, regardless of the circumstances. Um, doing your best about showing up authentically and putting forth your highest level of commitment and dedication in everything that you do, because how you do anything is how you do everything, right? It's important to remember that your day um, will vary. You know, you know, every day is going to be a little different and your best will come out at different times of the day, depending on your energy levels, your health, and probably, you know, a slew of other factors. But if you embrace self-compassion and you acknowledge that your uh, best is enough, your best is enough, I think you're going to really be able to internalize this fourth agreement. And my takeaway from this is that when you make a commitment to consistently give your best effort in everything that you do, by doing so, you'll experience personal growth, you'll build self-esteem, you'll create a life aligned with your values and your aspirations. So um, that's my brief recap of the four agreements. And remember, implementing these agreements require practice and conscious effort. Um, as you incorporate them into your life, you'll start to experience profound shifts in your relationships with your mindset and your overall well-being. Okay, so now what I'd like to do is attempt to give you a scenario or a story 
behind each of the four agreements and how it can be implemented. Um, I gave you what I thought my best takeaways were. So how do we implement this into our life? Number one, um, be impeccable with your word. So imagine that you're in a meeting at work and a colleague presents an idea that you strongly disagree with. Instead of immediately criticizing or dismissing their idea, you choose to be impeccable with your word. You actively listen to their perspective, you ask clarifying questions, maybe even offer constructive feedback in a respectful and considerate manner. And by doing so, you uphold the power of your word by promoting open communication, fostering understanding, and encouraging a collaborative environment. Okay, does that make sense? Um, the next one I wanna talk about is how you can possibly live your life without taking things personally. Because it does feel personal, it always feels personal, but it's not necessarily personal if you practice this agreement. So let's say you receive um, a critical email from a client, questioning your abilities and expressing their dissatisfaction. Well, instead of immediately feeling hurt or defensive, could you remind yourself not to take it personally? You um, understand that the client's reaction may be influenced by other factors, external factors that you don't have control over. It could be their own perspective or miscommunication. So instead of reacting emotionally, you take a step back, you analyze the situation more objectively and respond calmly and professionally. Focus in on addressing the client's concerns and finding a resolution without allowing their words to affect your self-worth. That is so much easier said than done. But that is a good example of how you can do it. I mean, we all receive criticism. I'm actually better with criticism if it's in an email or a text because it gives me a chance to think about it rather than if it happens in person where sometimes I don't think as quickly, um, I, don't, I don't think it through as thoroughly, I react a little bit more, and I think that it's very helpful if I have time to think about things before I have to react to it. So where, where I'm trying to develop a superpower is to be able to do it more on the fly. Um, let's move on. Let's, let's talk about um, assumptions and not making assumptions because if you could, here's one for you. If you imagined you're organizing a um, surprise birthday party for, for a close friend, let's say, and the event approaches and you notice that your friend seems distant and unenthusiastic about the plans, uh, instead of assuming that they're unhappy with your efforts or that they don't appreciate the surprise, what if you choose not to make those assumptions? Instead, you approach them openly and honestly, expressing your concern and asking if everything is okay. And I think by doing so, you create space for an open dialogue, clear up any misunderstandings that may be out there, and show respect for their feelings and their perspective. Oh my gosh, so much harder said than done, right? I can only imagine, you know, that you're listening to this and saying, you know what, maybe it's just that person and maybe it's me and maybe I shouldn't have done this and I did all this for nothing and do they have any idea how much money I spent and how, how much time it took me to do this and what, it, what I had to sacrifice. Those are all ego things that we are feeling within ourselves. So it's better to not make those assumptions and ask those questions. And I think just that calmness that's in your personality when you're, when you're making those questions to the person are going to help you a lot. It's going to help you move through it in a much more positive fashion. Um, lastly, let's talk about always doing your best. 
So suppose you're working on an important project and you're at work and you have a tight deadline. And instead of procrastinating or settling for mediocrity, you commit to always doing your best. You break down the project into manageable tasks, you set realistic goals, you prioritize effectively, and you maintain a focused work ethic. Now, even if the outcome isn't perfect, you can take pride in knowing that you gave it your all, you utilized your skills and your resources to your best ability, and you produced the highest quality work possible given the circumstances. I relate this to all the things that I have on my plate right now. Like, I don't have the typical schedule. I have a typical entrepreneurial schedule where I make my own schedule. So I try to schedule things in. Like, I know that I want to podcast at least once a week. I know I want to be a guest on podcasts. You guys have probably heard me talk about my passion project where I'm recruiting financial advisors for a program to help them create a niche market in their uh, in their practice and increase the value of their practice. I have my isogenics business that I work with my wife, Susan. We have um, other projects that I work on with my son and working on things with my daughter. Uh, you know, I'm building my website. I'm writing a book. I'm doing all these other things. And you know what? Every one of those things, I have to be true to myself. I have to plan out my day. You know, now I'm trying to get better with my social media. I'm recording TikToks and and reels and and shorts on YouTube and trying to get out there and do more, uh, you know, responding personally on Twitter and Facebook. All of those things take time. And I want to be true to myself. I want to do the best work that I can possibly do and always do my best you know with every with every aspect of it not take shortcuts and that's one of the uh, lessons I try to implement all the time with the people that I work with so just remember that implementing the four agreements is a lifelong practice it requires a conscious effort and probably a lot of self-awareness and I think that by applying these agreements consistently in a various way um, to different aspects of our life I should say You can cultivate healthier relationships and enhance your personal growth and experience much greater fulfillment and what I love to call the freedom lifestyle. So with that, I think I'm going to call it a day for today's podcast and, you know, let you know that I appreciate you guys. I really appreciate you passing on the word to other people. I appreciate new people that are coming onto the podcast now and giving us those five-star reviews and sharing this information with other people. It all matters, guys. It really matters. And I hope that we can spread this word to more people of living a positive, happy, and fulfilling life and being able to do that, not have the worries and pains that come along with uh, not having enough money to make these things happen and building yourself a robust residual income stream in the process. So with that, until next time, we'll talk to you soon, guys. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Family Business Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can join our growing family and begin implementing the success principles to building a financial wall around your family, you can go to thefamilybusiness.info forward slash call and you can schedule a call with us because we have saved a spot at the table for you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your family and the people that you care about. And we would love it if you would take a second to give us a five-star review to help future family members just like you find us. I leave you with this. In life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you believe, plan, and expect. Let's do this.